0: Hello and welcome to this special standalone podcast episode, which I've called 10 Thoughts Inspired by Packing Up My Possessions and Moving to Spain for Five Months During a Global Pandemic. And the date of this episode is Saturday, the 19th of December, 2020. Just to let you know about my surroundings here. I have exchanged one squeaky chair for another squeaky chair so apologies for that <laughs> we just I just took this out kind of underneath the dining table but it is a bit squeaky so apologies for that also my desk here I went to a local shop and I have bought a half-sized trestle table and I've turned one of the spare rooms into an office and it's working extremely well but the trestle table is a little bit It's not very robust basically so uh, it's doing me fine as a temporary office and I'm using a couple of drawers that I've I've salvaged or not salvaged I've moved from the other bedrooms and it's just created me a little mini office in this downstairs bedroom so everything's a little bit informal here also usually in Spanish villas you have marble on the floors this floor has laminate on the floor so it shouldn't be too bad and too echoey but um, in general the houses are quite echoey because they don't have carpets in but I think the sound will be okay in this room it certainly sounds okay as I'm speaking to you now so this is one of those surprise and impromptu episodes and basically it pulls together Um, A lot of the chats we've been having, we've spent a lot of time walking along different beaches, which I'm delighted to announce because the weather's been very nice out here. And as you do, we've been discussing life, the universe and everything in between. And I just thought I'd share some of the thoughts and developments we've had while we've been in Spain by way of updating you. And at the end of this episode, I'll tell you about a couple of Christmas specials that I've got coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So this will serve to just bring you up to date with where we are and my thinking at the moment now in case you've just dropped into this and you're thinking what's this strange guy doing in my in my podcast feed well and, and maybe you haven't caught up with the previous episodes we moved from the UK to Spain on the 14th of October so we've been here well pretty well two months now two full months now we put everything in the house into a storage container and we've got about three and a half months remaining out here. We'll be coming back at the end of March. Or, and if we are not thrown out beforehand because of changes, last minute changes to the, the Brexit arrangements. Now when we came over here, we spent the first 10 days or so in Benidorm. And we're now in Torrevieja. And then a couple of weeks ago, we went on a side trip to Alicante as well. So we're doing a little bit of, of touring while we're here. I hired a car for 10 days a couple of weeks ago my final book of the year i'd finished writing it i'd done my edits on it i sent it to julie cordon for her edits and while it was with julie there wasn't an awful lot i could be doing so i hired a car for those 10 days or so and we've been zipping up and down the coast exploring all the bits that we can't do on public transport and on foot the other reason i was keen to do that was because i'm not quite sure how I will stand as far as driving is concerned post Brexit I'm not I don't think I'm going to be able to just waive my driving license and be able to hire a car if we can hire a car after 1st of January we will but I just wanted to make sure that I got some some wheels and some free transport in just before things change if they do. So we've been doing a little bit of tourism as well but I should just stress this isn't a holiday although it might sound like it at times it is actually a working visit so the purpose isn't to just be here and sit out in the sun for five months the purpose is to see what it's like to to live here to shop here and to do normal stuff here and also for me to work here so I am continuing my work as an author. Now, this list of 10 thoughts is not uh, me recommending things to you. They're they're thoughts that I've had and conclusions that I've drawn while I've been out here. And I share them with you, as always, in the spirit that some of it might just make you think about something or something about your life. And, um, you know, maybe reflect a different glow on it, perhaps. So let me work through this list of 10 and explain where they've all come from. So number one on this list of, of 10 thoughts after packing up my possessions and moving to Spain for five months number one here is great phrase that my wife shared with me the other day and I've never heard of it before and she couldn't remember where it came from so it might be an original but I suspect it probably comes from a book or a film or something like that but the the phrase is every oyster comes with a little bit of grit when you do something like this which sounds like you know fantastic and it is fantastic we've got you know the sun and we've in a different environment and it's a lot freer out here than it would be in the UK at the moment I think uh, in terms of Covid when you do something like that you just exchange one set of problems for another there's no moment of perfection each oyster comes with its little bit of grit and the little bit of grit out here is if you'll know if you've been following the episodes we were Hope we were going to explore and we have explored uh, the prospect of living out here for a longer period of time, maybe even moving out here potentially, but having worked through that process now, we found a little bit of grit in the oyster, and I'll go into this in the special episodes in more detail, but the kind of the um, paperwork the administration in spain is a nightmare you know if you thought it was bad where you are they're real experts at bad and slow administration in spain So the first thing we had to do administratively before we could even look at uh, getting our kind of residencia out here, the the right to stay, was something called the Padron. Now, um, I can't cover this for all the world, but if you live in the UK, the Padron's a bit like being on the council tax register. Uh, Basically, it brings sort of funding in for the local councils. And I decided to get a translator in when we went for our Padron. Based on the experience we'd had at the bank, it took me six visits in person to the bank to get my Spanish bank account confirmed and sorted so that I could move money backwards and forwards the account was there very early it was there before we even came to Spain but there are all sorts of in Spain the rules are different and I've, I've set up bank accounts online before uploaded my passport and all the know your customer details but in Spain you've got to pop in in person and when you go to the bank at the moment in Spain, it's probably the same in the UK, you've got a big queue outside of people. And even if you've got an appointment, you can imagine the difficulty of this, I don't speak, I only speak a little bit of Spanish, Spanish to save my life, you know, thank you please, numbers, buses, tickets, and things like that. So you've got all these people outside the bank in Spain, you're an Englishman who doesn't speak very good Spanish, and you've got an appointment. And so you've got to kind of get past all the people who are waiting to get to the cash tills inside, and try and explain to them that you've got an appointment. And and it's all very cool, actually. You know, it's all on an app. And when I get near the bank, it it alerts the advisor to let them know that I'm there automatically on my phone. But can you get through that blasted door in the first place? We've had to do this six times to get everything sorted in the bank account. So, So armed with that, eventually in the bank, because it got so frustrating, I just hired a translator to explain everything. We got everything sorted out. And I can now freely move money between the UK and Spain and it's all hunky-dory, which is fine. But armed with that, when we got our padron sorted out, when we went for the appointment, which had taken ages to get an appointment because they're in such demand, we, we took the interpreter with us. I just figured it would be easier. And when we arrived there, It turns out that appointments in Spain are just kind of a rough guideline. They're not something that they particularly make any effort to hit. And I'm so pleased that we had the translator there who was very used to doing padrons because he said, oh, you know, just chill. It's no problem. There'll be about a one and a half hour wait. And because of COVID, you're waiting out on the street with loads of people. Many of those haven't got an appointment. Every time the guy comes out at the front, they're kind of, you know, he's under siege. And um, I, I said to the guy who was interpreting for us, I would have gone in half an hour. You know, my patience levels are very low. I'd have just given up as a bad job. But we we waited there for, for an hour and a half and bearing in mind, the Padron people had emailed me to say, have you got any questions? Um, you know, And I'd asked what I needed to go uh, for the appointment to make sure we had everything we needed. And we turn up, and we're in and out within five minutes, because as it turns out, you need to have a contract. Who would have known? It's not anywhere on any websites that I could find. Who would have known? You need to have a contract that is written in Spanish and English, or just Spanish. And of course, we've just rented from somebody, somebody in England. We've got our contract between us you know to confirm what i paid and the dates and everything like that and that wasn't good enough apparently so we we kind of fell at the first hurdle with that and it would have meant me going back to the person we've rented this place from for five months and saying can you do me a new contract in spanish and things like that and and to be honest with you it was more hassle than it's worth now also in the meantime we found out that if we stay out here i would be what's called an autonomo and an autonomo uh, the 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 tax rate is very punishing uh, for that so in in the UK just for instance say you earned a thousand pounds in the UK uh, in a year of business and you had a thousand pounds worth of expenses well there'd be no tax due on that if you made a loss you would be able to carry the loss forward so you're only taxed on your profits but in Spain as somebody who's self-employed and they do they do actually let you kind of ease you in over the first 18 months but in Spain you pay about um, 200 300 euros a month for, for, for tax at least whether you've made that money or not so in my opinion that's really anti-entrepreneurial now I can afford to pay that but I, I don't want to be paying that because the, the problem with that is I'm paying in uh, for a tax system that I'm never going to get benefit from basically um, you know I'm, I'm not I don't I've got my pension in the UK I'll take my pension in the UK um, I don't want a Spanish pension and effectively I'd be paying in for 17 years until I took anything out and how old will I be then 70s whatever it is so I don't really want to get caught up paying into a system that I'm never going to get a benefit from when I've paid into my own system that I will get a benefit from and so um, it also penalises the kids with their student loans if if we come out here as well, um, and the tax is so complicated, I can't even bear doing it. So this is the little grit, little bit of grit in the oyster, in that in actual fact it's not going to be advantageous to us in any way to move out here, certainly until all the kids are done with university. So. We're parking that idea for another five years. The little bit of grit is the admin and the tax. Now, we still love it out here. We still want to come out here in winters. Um, but as you'll hear later, we, we're pivoting our plan. So the first point that I wanted to make is that you know, it might sound idyllic, sunshine, you know, beaches, sand. It's lovely out here. But in actual fact, there is a little bit of grit in that seeming paradise and that is the paperwork and the tax system and so that's not going to work for us and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So point two on this list of 10 things is don't put off what you could do now. If you were listening to this podcast when kind of COVID came out and you'll know that I've been talking about doing this for a long time and we're packing up in the house and, and they got to a point when I was thinking am I crazy doing this this we're in the middle of a pandemic for goodness sake is this absolutely mad doing this well as it turns out Torrevieca where we're staying has some kind of COVID anomaly in that it's a really um sort of mixed uh race uh town i think it's a town rather than a city uh, it's quite a big place you know it has has people from all over the world living here yet it's an anomaly in spain and that its covid rates were so ridiculously low the other thing about being out here is that people's adherence to wearing masks has been brilliant has been absolutely a- exemplary um you know because the, the rules the regs here are different and also because the weather is so good i have i can honestly tell you i've never eaten out as many times or as much in my life because it's just so safe they've 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 distanced the tables you can sit outside there's a a breeze always running which is what they say is keeps you safe from covid and the mask wearing is good so it's enabled us to have a winter which would generally be cold grey and, and wet in the UK and I have to tell you that in the in the UK certainly when I left I don't know whether anything's changed while we've been away you know I wasn't really very impressed with the way people were wearing masks out there and because the weather in the UK is generally poor you'd have to eat inside and there's no way am I eating inside uh, when we go back to the UK I won't eat inside for a while either so it, it's given us this kind of freedom here that I don't think we would have had now there was a time and I was thinking oh my goodness I've, I've got to go to an airport I've got to go on a train to the airport I'm going to go on a plane then we've got to travel to the accommodation you know am I crazy and as it turns out I wasn't crazy and I actually think we've got a better situation here that we would have done spending five months in the UK certainly a lot more freedom and a greater ability to go outside so I'm really pleased this is point two that I didn't put off what I could do now I could do it now it took a bit of a leap of faith but I'm really pleased that we didn't put that off and we weren't scared off uh, by the changing situation item number three is I'm parking retirement for another five years now I was never talking about retiring um, out here by retirement I mean just putting your feet up and watching telly all the time and and not doing any work but it's really kind of confirmed that in my head that I am not ready to retire i am not ready to have a life of leisure i want to work i want to have a life that is anchored by work purpose and activity now if you're listening to this and you're doing a day job five days a week i know what i know what it's like i did it for years all you dream of is that kind of freedom that that stopping work but but although i think five days a week Pretty well wears you down. I wouldn't do. I would, you know, I say to my kids, don't aspire to work five days a week. Aspire to create a lifestyle that means you don't have to work five days a week. So you've got more freedom in your life. I'll talk about freedom a little bit more later. But I know um, we've had a lot of leisure time here, and it and it's very nice. But I don't want to do that forever. And we're we're quite young to be out here at the moment. Most of the people who've retired out here tend to be over state retirement age they're generally on a state pension which is 65 67 depending on when they retired but they're 60 plus and and we're kind of generally 10 years younger at least than people who are retired out here so I'm not ready to retire out I like you know I love being out here in the winter as you know I, I love it but I don't want to retire out here to a life of leisure I want to keep working and this ties into what I said with number one that because I got to wait really I can't be taxed out here uh, not not in the present situation as as somebody who's self-employed I'd be quite happy coming out here being taxed on my BBC pension and my state pension so it's sort of taxed at source I don't mind doing that but I don't want to be an autumnal out here I don't want to be self-employed out here because that tax situation is very punishing and anti-entrepreneurial in my opinion now a lot of countries at the moment as a response to COVID are coming up with digital nomad packages which allow you to stay for six months and because you're there for six months you don't have to pay tax there and what I'm hoping is I know I've, I've seen some uh, people talking about that this may happen if Spain come up with a, a digital nomad arrangement which allows you to stay out here for six months less than the 180 day period that would trigger tax so you can stay out here longer without paying tax and frankly that is the perfect situation for me of course pre-Brexit I would have been able to do that anyway and that would have been perfect but the post-Brexit situation unless they make a change is not going to work for me tax-wise the other thing I didn't tell you when I was talking about the little bit of grit in the oyster is that what we found out that if we do stay out here under a residential arrangement. I was thinking that we would come for four to six months and then go back to the UK Well, you can't do that. You've kind of got to be a tax. You've got to pay tax here if you get that. And I don't want to be paying tax here. So, um, you know, we're going to go for something more um, informal and I don't want to retire out here for, for reasons that you'll also hear in subsequent Parts of this podcast. So I'm parking retirement. I'm not even going to think about retirement for another five years. You know, I want this life that is anchored by work and activity. Now, it doesn't mean full time work and activity, and it means a variety of things, but it's not going to be retirement in the way that we think of retirement. I put your feet up and watching telly. I don't want to do that. I want to run a mile from that. I don't think I ever want that, actually, to be honest with you. Number four, then is don't be afraid of the unknown, run towards the flames of adventure. I've been talking about this for years. I first came to Spain when my brother moved out here at the age of 40. I treated myself for my 40th birthday and I've been out here virtually most years ever since, either with the kids, with my wife, uh, or we've done month-long holidays. And every time I come here, I say, oh, I'd like to live out here for longer, maybe think about living out here. And this relates often to, also, to people who say they want to write a book, you know the number of people you'll have heard saying, "Oh, I want to write a book," and uh, you know I'd love to write a book. I'd love to be an author. I've got a book in me, and they never do it. And I didn't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people who just keeps talking about something that I want to do and I never do it. I want to put my money where my mouth is, and that's what I've done with this trip. Been talking about it for ages. Um, we've spent, um, I think, we were working out the holidays. We've spent about seven years in the last ten having a month out here with the kids and the family and and with my mum as well and that was the longest we could do while we had work it's the longest we could arrange it well I've I've said for ages I want to spend longer out here and so this year we put our money where our mouth is and we're we've done it or we're doing it so that I could I just wanted to see what it was like I wanted to see you know I wanted to feel what it was like to be in Spain not just as a holiday maker who's coming and going but as somebody who was living here and of course after two months and by the time we've been here for five and a half months we would have got a really really good impression about that, and then I can make that decision about well, in five years' time, when the kids are kind of free from me financially with student loans and things like that, when they've got their complete autonomy as adults, is this something we want to do? Do we want to come back here? And I want to base that judgment not just on wishful, idle thinking, but I want to base it on putting my money where my mouth is and trying it out for myself. And if I'd have been afraid of the unknown, Um, then it would never have happened. Whereas, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, I like to run towards the flames of adventure, and that's exactly what we've done. I'm so pleased that we did it. Item number five on this list is that writing is the perfect freedom job. It's a brilliant job to carry around with you. Now, I've set up my little work area here. It cost me €17 for this uh, trestle table that I've got. If you imagine like a light Decorating table. It's made of plastic and metal. It's fairly fairly sturdy, but it is just a, a trestle decorating table, but half size. Cost me seventeen euros. Bought a few bits of stationery um, from here, and um, you know I've set up my office. I've got two laptops. I've got a Windows laptop and my Chromebook. I've got my mobile phone, and I'm managing to run my business perfectly well. You know, just from a couple of laptops. Um, it all packs into a suitcase. I have finished off writing a book here. I've had the edit back. I'm just today I've been compiling paperbacks and, and, and getting ready to, to publish the, the final uh, book in, in this year's writing. I'll talk to you about that more in, in in the next two episodes that are coming up. Um, But I've just been able to take my whole business with me and run it from Spain with the minimum of disruption. So you're in the right place. If you're writing, this is a great job to carry around with you item number six on my list is that freedom for me is the most important metric and I've known this ever since I left the BBC I left the BBC 10 years ago 11 years ago now for me the big difference in my life came when I didn't have to work five days a week it makes a massive difference in your life if you work four days a week or three days a week it's suddenly you're suddenly not working more than you are working and in terms of your tiredness and how ground down you are by it it makes an immediate impact so for me this relates back to me saying that I don't want to retire freedom is the most important metric that's my life goal it's not not doing any work it's not being idle all the time it's about being able to choose what I do how I do it where I do it and when I do it so I I think that when you're at work five days a week and you're tired you're fed up and you want it to, to finish maybe you're not happy in your job all you can think of is not working but I would urge you to reconsider and say you know is it about the work or is it the freedom that you want because what I I I always knew this but what this has helped to confirm for me is it's very nice having all this time and to go walking on beaches and things like that but if that's all I was doing that's not enough for me I want that to be anchored by purpose by this engagement this wonderful engagement I have in my writing career to just write more books and market them and sell more books I'm completely engaged in that and I'm not ready for that to end for a long time I can't see when I'd be ready for that to end related to that then is item number seven on this list make time to smell the roses I think we've had to change things out here because of covid uh, the children uh, the children should be with me now I should have children you know with all their junk in this bedroom that I'm sitting in right now but I haven't because it wasn't safe for them to come out. They've changed the insurance arrangements. They've changed the COVID test arrangements. You know, the kids are in different places around the country, which have different tier levels, which they're using in the UK. And, and, it, and it's just not uh, good to travel. And, and frankly, even if we were in the UK, I don't know whether it would be sensible to do it. I think we've all agreed between ourselves that this Christmas would have been a write-off whether we were in Spain or the UK. It's just not safe to to travel at the moment. So we're not gonna be able to see the kids. And so um, we've had to change our plan. So what I'm hoping, and and again, the more I think about it, the more I see how things are going in the UK, I I don't think we'll see the kids until before the end of March. If we we can, they will. Um, I don't know. But um, also with my mum, I mean, obviously my mum will get the vaccine because she's in her 80s. I don't know whether it's going to be safe for her to travel. If it remains against foreign office advice, then of course you have to get special insurance, which is much more expensive. We've had to take out private insurance out here to make sure we're covered. So, you know, know, who knows? But anyhow, what I have decided is that if there is an opportunity for the kids or my mum to come out, even if it's towards the end of the visit, which is how I think it will be, I don't want to be writing when they're out here. I don't want to be having to do work when they're out here. So I've made time to smell the roses. I've basically cleared my schedule until May. Now, I was planning to start writing again in February, and that would have meant writing six days a week, one and a half thousand words, whatever it is, 1,700 words a day. And I would have had my first book written by the time we left Spain. But I thought to myself, well, hang on, if the kids could come out or if my mum could come out, I don't want to be writing. I don't want to be bound to a book and having to disappear and shush everybody while I'm writing. I I want to have the freedom to just make the most of that time. So what I've done is I've, I've cleared my schedule. I've rejigged my schedule so that I'm not going to be writing until May. Now, again, I'll talk to you more about this next week when I'm reviewing what I've been up to in my business. I'm not even sure that I'd be ready to write in February, to be honest with you. But one of the joys of this work is that we can make time to smell the roses because we control we control what we write, when we write it. I could have a year off if I decided to take a year off and say, do you know what, I need a break from this. This is the great thing. We don't have a boss. We are our own boss. And I've decided that I, I want not to be writing a book when I'm out here. I'm enjoying it too much. You know, I don't want to be bound. I want to get some work done when I'm out here, but I want to do work that I can take or leave. I can stop and start. That doesn't take up the day or restrict me to what I can do. So make time to smell the roses is number seven on that list. Number eight on the list is stuff changes all the time. So roll with the punches. We've had to mix things up. As I've said to you, I know that I don't want to retire. I don't want to have a life of idleness. I want to work. I want to have purpose in my life. I've told you that the tax situation is not something that's gonna work for us. It's not gonna work for us while the children are still at university. So I will have university, kids at university till I'm I'm 60. They'll be you know financially dependent on what I earn till then. And I don't wanna mess that up for the kids because they would be for if they if, if we move here, they would then become foreign students. It creates all sorts of problems with their student loans, and I don't wanna do that. Um, and and also I don't want my tax to be subject to Spain while I am um, self-employed so we're parking it for five years but while we've been chatted about it we still want to come out to Spain over winter things may change but at the moment we're going to be on the Schengen rules in terms of travel in the UK which means I can't just come and go to Europe when I feel like it Uh, it means that I am going to have some restrictions and I, I can spend it's quite complicated the chicken rules but basically 90 days in a 180 day period I think it is Um, so I am going to be restricted in how I travel so so what we've decided is is yeah you know we still want to come out to Spain but what we may do and in actual fact I've already booked the first month in already we've already booked Benidorm for November next year 2021 Um, but I, I think what I'm going to do is is have month-long visits to countries because one of the things we're quite keen to do is to go to berlin for a month what we've realized basically is that a month is a long time Um, it's plenty of time to get to know a place and get really settled in and what we've decided is we we want to do more month-long visits to different places we don't want to spend our months that we could travel in the year just in Spain so we're looking at a new model we've revised the model based on the information that we've got so for instance we might go to Berlin for a month and then be back in the UK for a couple of months and then go to Spain for instance say in November and then come back to the UK if, so that the kids can join us for Christmas and then maybe go out to Spain again in February so that we're kind of punctuating the grey and the cold of the UK with nice sunny trips but we we decided that for for the next kind of five years until the kids are all out of university and sort of done that we want to mix it up a little bit rather than stay here for four months at a time or six months at a time as we had thought we think actually it'd be more fun to spend more stints in more places and so we're going to work on that model so what i would say is my learning point here number eight is stuff changes all the time roll with the punches Uh, don't become transfixed on one course of action Um, be flexible look at the information you've got and make a pivot make a change if you need to and that's what we're going to do with our travel plans number nine on this list is appreciate what you've got right in front of you and by that i mean I, being out here obviously makes you realize the things that you miss about home um, and there are many elements of my life in the uk that i miss terribly now a lot of these are problems that have been created by covid so for instance i cannot wait to do a part run again i am desperate to do a part run i saw somewhere it's been at least 40 weeks it's gonna be almost a year that i haven't been doing part runs and i miss them every single week the nature reserve run that i used to do every sunday morning a local run that i used to do and meet people there and run through this beautiful nature reserve that's had to be rested I can't wait to do that again you know there are, I, I, to just jump in the car and go and see my mum or to spend the weekend seeing the kids where they are in university there's all these things I love about my life that I cannot wait to do again just meeting friends in town for for lunch and a coffee which I, I used to do a lot and I used to love doing things like that all these things and to be honest with you COVID is what's stopped them at the moment and and I've been able to do much more being out here in Spain and you know albeit it's my wife and I we've eaten out a lot having coffees having a lovely time you can't mix with other people as well but we've had at least we've been able to replicate that quite a lot out here in Spain so there is a lot about what I do in the UK that I appreciate and and being away from that and I say you know I couldn't be doing it anyway because of COVID so I I figure I might as well be out here enjoying Spain certainly this year that these things I love about my UK life you know I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face I, I don't want to live in Spain all the time because I wouldn't be able to do those things those things would be different so I want to come to Spain in the winter when it's horrible in the uk and get that blessed relief of sunshine and and beaches and being able to go outside and have lovely sunny days but i don't want to cut off the things that i love about my life in the uk i can't wait to get back to those things and i'm hoping that when we come back at the end of march i'm hoping that i things fingers crossed things would have uh, be freer that they would have improved enough to allow me to get back to those things. I really can't wait to get back to many of those things. Item number 10 on this list is look for the perfect storm of opportunity and grasp it. Now I know it's a pandemic year. <laughs> it's been a blooming awful year for a lot of us. Um, but this trip was motivated by a number of things. The all my children are at university now and they went this was the first term that they've all been away so that gave us the opportunity to pack everything up empty the house because they've all got accommodation they're all sorted until the summer holidays so we can go go off I mean originally they were going to join us in Spain so we would have at least seen them in the holidays but obviously you know Covid's just scuppered all of this so it's it's not a, a typical situation but had things gone the way we'd planned the children would have been with us for a month now and they would have come out to see us in, in March as well but we, we can't do that at the moment and that's because of Covid not because of anything else Um, so we just have to roll with the punches there unfortunately don't we but the kids were at university you know I'd finished my job taken my BBC pension and you know my wife was able to to leave her job um, because of, of you know things had changed at COVID she actually she actually gave up her job but because things were going much better with the the author work you know I could cover that with my with my author work so it wasn't a problem so we've we had this perfect storm of opportunity and I honestly believe if we'd been in the UK I would have been stuck inside horrendous heating bills I had my electricity bill today I tell you it's a lot better in Spain <laughs> your electricity bills uh, it's virtually nothing I mean we only put the heating on in the evening it's we haven't the door open all day letting the air in because it's so warm it's, it's you know it's beautiful we've been able to have or we are able to have a winter that we would not have been able to have and that's also with COVID going on now of course there have been downsides we can't see the kids but we're chatting to them all the time because of technology as I am with my mum we're able to keep in touch with the technology but we had a perfect storm of opportunity it was the right time to do it even though there was a little bit of a leap of faith with COVID and I'm so pleased that we did it so I would, also, I would say to you, look for the perfect storm of opportunity and grasp it when you can. Don't ignore it, grasp it when you can. When everything aligns, when the heavens align and everything, everything works for you, go for it. Um, because the perfect storm of opportunity doesn't come up very often. I'm really pleased that we took it this year so there you go there's 10 things 10 thoughts that i've had while we've been out here in spain number one every oyster comes with a little bit of grit number two don't put off what you could do now number three I'm parking retirement for another five years number four don't be afraid of the unknown run towards the flames of adventure number five writing is the perfect freedom job number six freedom is the most important metric in my life number seven make time to smell the roses number eight stuff changes all the time roll with the punches number nine remember to appreciate what you've got right in front of you and number 10 look, to, look for a perfect storm of opportunity and grasp it when you can. 10 things that we've been chatted about and things that I've realized while we've been out here in Spain for the past two months. Now, That really was just gentle stretching exercises to make sure that all the tech works here, that the room's not too echoey. A trial run, if you want, for the next two episodes that I've got coming up over Christmas and New Year. So on Saturday, the 26th of December, I'll bring you up to date with what I've been up to in my author business over the last two months or so since I updated you. And then on Saturday, the 2nd of January, 2021, I will talk to you about my plans for the New Year and what comes next so dates for your diary then make sure you check your feed on Saturday the 26th of December Boxing Day and on Saturday the 2nd of January which will be the first opportunity I have to update you in the brand new year I hope you found this episode interesting it's good to be talking to you again I'll see you next Saturday 26th of December I hope you're having a great time working on your writing and your editing and I will bring you bang up to date with all my progress in a week's time I'll see you then bye-bye for now